0: Oh Jack, there's only room for one on this door, and despite the immense amount of flotsam and jetsam floating around, I need you to hang off the side of this thing and die in front of me.
1: Rose, Rose, Rose.
0: I know Jack, I'll miss you too, but I must be the one to live. I've got a date with Bill Paxton. Did
2: you say my name? Not Not yet, yet, Bill Bill Paxton. Paxton. We'll return to Titanic after these brief messages.
1: This movie is really stupid. I remember it being better than this. Oh, wait. No, I don't.
0: I think I'll make some popcorn and see if that helps. Hello? No, thank you. Please take us off your call list. Who was that? Some stupid telemarketer. Whatever happened to that do not call thing that was supposed to prevent those phone calls?
1: That died with freedom.
0: Damn it! Why didn't I buy a cell phone like the rest of the world? Hello? Do
2: you like scary movies?
0: Yep, sure do.
2: Well your refrigerators were running. No oh, wait, I fucked that up.
0: I didn't even bother with that whole caller ID box thing. Why am I so anachronistic? It's the secret word! Yeah!
1: <laughs> you also moved in with Pee-Wee.
2: Uh. Hello. I'm Ted from 976 Evil. As the last human on Earth to have a landline, you're eligible for a special promotion. Would you like supernatural powers from beyond the grave?
0: Would I ever? It's what I've always wanted. How much will it cost? Just 62.38. Is that with tax in?
2: Did somebody say Bill Paxton? Not, Not yet. yet, Bill, Bill Paxton. 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 Stinker Madness, the podcast for bad movie lovers, by bad movie lovers. I'm your host, Justin. With me, as always, in Stinker Studio A is Jackie and Sam. Hello to you two. Let's get into some fun feedback from our fans. You guys down with that? And hello to you. Oh, is there there anything you guys want to report before we move on to the show? No. Just well, apparently
0: just... we've been downgraded. That's a report. Uh, There's Justin, Sam and Jackie are longer allowed to talk in the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but consequently, neither one of us have anything to say. Yeah. Yeah. Quick. So, okay. Well, uh, moving on.
2: You know who does have stuff to say? Our fans! Specifically about... Uh, we had a huge hoopla about our 200 episodes. Very good feedback. I want to appreciate everybody to listen to it. And also our Punisher Warzone episodes. Uh Huge success. Lots of laughs. Everybody seemed happy with them. Uh, first off, we got a new fan on Twitter at Eighties Movie Graveyard. It's spelled funky, so you're just gonna have to check out our fan page. Uh, he says about The Punisher War Zone that he didn't like it. He couldn't get into it. That the villain was too low rent, and that he
0: specifically likes Thomas Jane's first and then Dolph Lundgren before Ray Livingston. That guy. Listen, movie graveyard guy. Guy. Uh, Could be a girl. Maybe you're don't a girl. But I'm pretty sure that I have the cap on what is sexy and what is not, and no. those other two are not sexy enough to be the Punisher. I'm
2: pretty sure you had a pretty big boner for Dolph Lundgren a couple months ago.
0: Yeah, but not as the Punisher.
2: Hmm. Okay. Well, have you seen 80 nine's Punisher with starring Dolph Lundgren? I don't have to. <laughs>
0: I am. I am line sinkered onto. Uh, Ray Stevenson. Well, I think He can gonna, streak me anytime he wants. I think you're going to have
2: to watch 1989's. I'm All right, sure fine. To be Lundgren. continued, movie Cause,
0: graveyard guy.
2: Because that's Dolph Lundgren's, like, 80s Dolph. He's buff. He's young. He's handsome. He can barely speak English. He's got a degree in physics. That's, All right, fine. That to that Dolph be continued. He's nine and, and a half feet continued. tall. To be continued. And uh, I once saw him eat a man.
0: No, you didn't.
1: It was oh. a gingerbread man. It was a gingerbread man. <laughs>
0: Okay,
2: uh, regarding our Fantastic Four episode with Martini Shark, going back some time, uh, Jags movie guy, who is a, apparently a pretty good friend with Martini Shark. He's Jags, like the Jacksonville Jags I movie thought, fan. Yeah,
1: isn't he the guy that likes Biggles as much as I do? Uh,
2: might be. I might think might be. it might be that guy. Uh, he says that he said that no one mentioned Tank Girl for one of the best 1990s comic book movies. I really
1: enjoy Tank Girl, but I'm not putting it up in any list of any kind.
2: Okay, even like... Uh, I said Blade. I said Blade was the best of the 90s. Uh, so we've got, again, to bring that old hat up, we've got uh, the Marvel. No, those were all two thousand the, the Marvel crap ones, the Daredevil and all that. Uh, you got Batmans. You got Mystery Men. That's not any good. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. That's not any good. So I'm just saying. Wait, what,
1: the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen wasn't any good? No, it wasn't any good. Huh. But it, what else would you put above Tank Girl? It has Antonio from Wings. What else would you put above Tank Girl? From the 90s? Yes. I don't know. Not a lot of things, I guess. There you go. Yeah, Tank Girl should be higher on that list. Should, should be higher it. on that list. And it's also higher on the list of movies that Naomi, Naomi Watts is in that I like. Because oh, yeah. there's like that and, and Fuckabees.
2: Yeah, Fuckabees. Pow, 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 pow. Uh, At Zach Mecham on Twitter says that he'd rather watch Sahara over Catwoman, but that both are still piles of the poo emoji.
1: Did we say that we would rather watch Catwoman?
2: Uh, I did that's tough. I said that on the show. Uh, I would rather, as I've always always said, I would rather be angry at a film than moved unphysically anything by a film. Because otherwise, it's just two and a half hours of nothing going on. It's paint drying. I'd rather be pissed off at something than not than watch paint dry.
0: You know, paint drying is quite magical. Uh, it's not. Neither
2: is either of these two films. Does anybody want to retort? Well,
1: I. I think I hated Sierra, Sahara, Sierra, Sierra, uh-huh. Sierra, Sahara right. as much as Catwoman, just because I think the nothing pissed me off just as much as the bad. So I don't know. I don't want to. I would rather watch Sahara.
2: Okay, Jackie.
0: Mm, if I said anything before, I'm gonna have to say. Well, I changed my mind this time, but I, I'd rather watch Catwoman.
1: There you go. I'd rather put one of the clothespins on my testicle for 20 seconds than watch either of them again.
2: I would do that too. I would yeah. do that too. Jackie, would you put a clothespin on your hoo-ha for 20 seconds? No. Okay. That's just weird. She'd rather watch Catwoman and Sahara back-to-back.
0: Back-to-back. Back <laughs> no, to do that. screw you both.
2: Mm, okay. Uh, last but not least, Van Diver, good fan, Matthew Vandiver on Facebook, says, Congratulations on 200 episodes, plus episodes. Love the Supergirl episode, as I do all episodes. I have That's because m- he's my fan. Mm.
0: Van Diver is only a Jackie fan.
2: Okay, all right. Just saying. Uh-huh.
0: Me and oh. Vandiver, we're we're like two peas in a pod. You
2: know, I don't think he likes your Facebook page. I think he likes Stinger Manis's Facebook page. Mm. So, hmm.
0: yeah, but he liked my episode best. Okay. Oh, I ha- could we let him finish? Oh, okay. I have to admit, I knew all the
2: other all the superheroes mentioned in the quiz were real creations. Remember the uh, Red Bee, the uh, Tru- Madame Fatal, Trucker Dude, Trucker Dude, and somebody. Oh, Matter Eater Lad. Uh I hereby make myself available as the phone-a-friend option for assistance. Oh. And so uh, we'll just call him. Hello, Matt. Uh, we don't have your phone number, ding dong. Uh, on that note, here's Matter Eater Lad and my choice to play him in a movie. He sent us a picture of Matter Eater Lad. Uh, his choice is Asa Butterfield. Anybody familiar with Asa Butterfield?
1: I am unfamiliar with Asa Butterfield. I
2: am I am also unfamiliar with Asa Butterfield, but he's got, he looks just like Matter Eater Lad. It's retarded. Oh, that's it's, great. It's ridiculous. And he is a guy.
0: Well, I'm going to say good job, Van Ivor, on not giving us oh. your phone number so that we could not drunk dial you during an episode.
2: <laughs> and, uh, Asa Butterfield is the kid in Hugo. Remember Hugo, the uh, tribute piece to what's his? George Millier. George, George Millier from uh, Martin Scorsese. That's about all I can tell you he is. He's just a little... He's a shitty Noah Woods. Noah... Elijah Woods. He's a shitty Elijah Woods. Wood. so Wood.
1: It's There's no S. It's like Reeves. We fucked that up.
2: Yeah, we're pretty good at fucking shit up. Okay, so there you go. Uh, on streaming do's and don'ts this week. Got four of them. Starting with one that you and I watched, Sam, on Crackle
1: oh, let's be honest, I only watched half of it.
2: Yeah, but man. Well, you've seen all of
1: it. I've seen all of it, and half of it was enough to remind me.
2: Yeah, not another teen movie starring Chris Evans and a bunch of people. Uh, Mid-2000s? Yeah, I've seen this. Yeah, it's... Uh,
0: I don't like these movies in general, and this one was no exception. I didn't like it.
2: God, this was a revisit that hurt.
1: It hurt bad, and it's just reinforcement that... Beyond the Zucker's Abrams movies, it's mm-hmm. and the Top Gun. I've already forgotten his name. Was Anderson, the other guy? You mean Top Secret? Top Secret and Top, uh, not Top Gun. Hot no. Shots. Hot Shots. Same mm-hmm. guy. Top mm-hmm. Secret. Hot Shots. Who was with the Zucker's for a while? Uh huh. Uh, yeah those guys made it everybody else stinks.
2: Everybody else stinks but I remember liking this movie when it came out I did not really I thought there were some there were some fun points and some nice references and some good homages that maybe people didn't necessarily always pick up on but this time I just wanted to punch myself in the face and I felt like it made me feel bad for Chris Evans even though that that was at the beginning of his career and he went on to do better and bigger things, and I'm not just saying the Captain America stuff, I felt bad for him there.
1: Yeah, he's aged like wine, because good night, what a mutant to a younger age. Eesh.
2: <laughs> yes, I think he only had one eyebrow.
0: Yeah, he's definitely gotten much Which, you know, cuter as he's gotten older.
2: Oh, it was embarrassing for him. So I'm going to give do not. Oh, do, do not. not. Yeah. Next up on Shudder.tv, Jackie and I watched this. Stuff Stephanie in the Incinerator. This was a, uh early... Um, oh God damn it. Lloyd Kaufman. Trauma. Trauma movie. Early trauma movie. Uh, Stephanie does not go into the Incinerator. Spoiler alert.
1: It's like John dies at the end. Yeah. Spoiler kind of. awar- alert. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't.
2: It's uh, rich people playing, role-playing fantasy death
0: games with each other. Is
2: that how we would
0: describe this, Jackie? I don't... I thought it was kind of weird, but it was like the movie made you believe that they were actually going through this situation. And then Mm. it turns out that they're not. They're just a bunch of rich weirdos who set up shop for a weekend and pretend to be other rich weirdos.
2: That are all killers of each other continually. They just play this game over and over again.
0: How to kill each other. I mean, they go as far as to climb up a chimney to escape.
2: Yes, that's true.
0: It's just weird. So you're kind of thinking, okay, this is just a fucked up situation. And then you're like, oh... That's even more fucked up. But you know, I'm gonna say that I did like it. Okay, it All was right. it was weird enough for me to go, huh? It's it's okay. I I have not seen a movie like this. I'm in. Uh, I'm gonna give it a do not because
2: it's the classic. It's not what you thought the whole movie was until the very end. Uh, Dallas is no god. Yeah, bring it up every time. I always say Dallas. Uh, Newhart wakes up in his bed. The whole thing was yeah. a fucking dream. I hate that. I don't like the fact that everything I just saw didn't actually happen. No, I give it a do not.
0: Mm.
1: Or Monster Go Go, when everything that didn't happen in front of you double didn't happen. Yeah,
2: well, that is still confusing uh, to me. This movie is a black hole of ideology. Next up on Stars, Sam and I watched this: Fred Williamson, Robert Forster, Cynthia Rothrock in Night Vision.
1: So I think that you're finally starting to get kind of come along because you afterwards were like, yeah, it was you know some standard Williamson. I think that's the, I almost always give a Williamson movie a do because I'm used to a Williamson picture
2: Mm, and I
1: know what to expect. This one I had a lot of fun with, but it's not uh, a sterling example of a Williamson picture. Uh. It's just another Williamson picture. This is possibly
2: my second favorite Fred Williamson picture. Oh, really? Yes. I liked this a lot. It was a good time. It was a real good time. Highly riffable. So dumb. uh, Fred Williamson is great. Ain't it? quote, quote, unquote, unquote, um, great to watch great performance. Probably not. Um, It was just too riffable to ignore. It was it just, again, set up the jokes like him never wearing pants in his own place. And Cynthia Rothrock just being a complete whore like, hey, (laughs) if you make it to your 30th chip day, I'll bang you out of nowhere. And they're partners and they just met. And then she tries to jerk off a guy to get the clues. It's like, dude, what are you doing, Cynthia Rothrock? Very little karate by her as well. Uh, There was one hell of a good kick. The back kick that she nailed the guy in the face with was probably the finest back kick I've seen in film. Okay. Not just even out of a lady, just out of film. It just looked like, wow, she just kicked that guy in the face. That was was awesome.
1: Was the world champion in karate forms. Yeah. so
2: I I take nothing away from her athletic ability, only her
1: face. (laughs) Mm. I also uh, found it common of 80s Williamson Productions that you're wondering why they've chosen to get all these locations that are just screwy as shit. Uh And it's really just because he was able to get in there.
2: Yeah. Or he's got to set up his buddies like, hey, I want to be in one of your pictures, Fred. Uh, Okay, well, let's just do it over here. And then so they shoot a scene.
1: It's are really catches catch can, yeah, and that adds an interesting color to all of them, mm-hmm. especially once he takes over as producer and director, and his wife's so the producer as well. And they're, they're
2: a lot of fun, yeah. No, I like this one a lot. This is total do, total do. Last but not least, also on stars, Rucker Hauer and a minute of Kasugi in Blind Fury.
1: Who was the bad guy? Gulp, Gulp. There was somebody else in this, wasn't I, there?
2: Unknown, uh. Yeah, I, I. is it really that important because he's
1: like Oh John Cassiavetti or his son, which one of Cassiavetis it was. Nick was it? Nick, yeah, Nick Cassiavetti I don't was, think he was a bad guy. He's, he was like
2: in the movie for another ten minutes or something. He's in it. Okay. If, uh this one I'm gonna give it do not. Did not like. It is man that's ready for action takes a child on a life lesson heartwarming experience movie with awful, awful jokes it it was like a movie intended for children like kindergarten cop you know the kids like it the parents like it you know it's got childlike humor in it yes and but then it had some really adult tones in it on top of these stupid like derp jokes that it was just like no what are you doing
1: derp 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 by the way your mom's dead by the way your mom's dead i don't like it just strike one it's rare enough to see Meg Foster in a movie, <laughs> it is. and it's a lot of fun when she's in there. Don't kill Meg Foster.
2: Yeah. Leave her in there somehow. She whatever. does not make it very far into this film. Oh, no.
1: And uh, beyond the jokes being unfunny, the action was on the verge of palatable, mm-hmm. So, but it wasn't. But it wasn't. So it's not really fun to laugh at because it was just crappy. Mm-hmm. It wasn't laughably crappy. It was like, oh, this is
2: just crappy. This is just crappy, except for the Shokasugi cameo fight scene which is not really a cameo because he was on screen for a while fighting I liked the fight scene with Shokusugi
1: but it was so too little too late
2: yeah absolutely absolutely so I give it a do not mirror do not even though it should be on paper a total do a lot
1: of people really like it there's there's some it's got a following of like oh this is a great bad movie and I don't think it is Yeah, I
2: don't think it is watch something else well there's your streaming do's and don'ts Jackie what have you got on the wild card this week who
0: would win in a knife fight who would win in a knife fight okay E.T. versus Munchie.
2: Okay, so we need to, uh, do you have multiple rounds this time, or is it just E.T. versus Munchie?
0: This is just one mu- one okay. round.
2: All right, all right. E.T. versus Munchie. E.T. can or cannot fly. He causes a bicycle to fly. Does that mean he can fly?
1: Nobody knows. Well, I mean, I, you're, she's her thing. No,
2: no, no, no. no I, mean, I'm good. I
1: mean, I have a, he can make a lot of stuff happen.
2: Uh-huh. Uh. Munchie can also do the same, though. Munchie can... Yeah, he's got the power of bullshit. I know that Munchie can fly. He flies in the movie. Yes. E.T., question mark, flies.
1: E.T. can, without question mark, heal wounds. Yes. So he could possibly go, Ouch, if he gets stabbed too much and just... That's true. His turd body heals itself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was thinking, that that was going to come into play uh-huh. for this fight. That,
1: that's a big... That's a big uh... And how much of his turd potty is, is actually like his potty body? is actually vulnerable organs. Can you just stab E.T. like a thousand mm-hmm. times and it's just like stabbing the cushion on a sofa? It doesn't matter. There's not nothing really there. There's nothing really there. It's, it's just, just poo. Just
0: you gotta get a headshot or nothing.
2: Yeah. Maybe not even then, because his head is fucking giant. Decapitation. His eyes are big, so those are pretty big weak yeah. spots. I don't know if he can owie his own eyeballs because he would just poke his nose because he can't see, you know?
1: I know that he moves his arms rather slowly, so mm-hmm. he wouldn't be good at stabbing. Uh,
2: Munchie moves real fast. He moves real fast, and the son of a bitch is crazy. And the son of a bitch is fucking... That's a very strong favor in Munchie's side.
1: I'm going to uh, give my best scenario or my best guess at how it would go down. Because Munchie is fucking crazy, and E.T. does look like he's an invulnerable turd, with the exception of his long, uh, vulnerable neck... Munchie rapidly decapitates him. I can see that. And there's no healing that.
2: Jackie?
0: I think that it's an ambush type thing.
2: Okay. The-
0: N- Munchie gets invited to a knife fight. E.T. <laughs> e.
2: <laughs> Would you like to come to the knife fight? Uh, let me check my schedule.
0: Yeah. So then E.T., being sneaky that he is, squishes down his body as much as he can so he just looks like a pile of crap in a corner. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then Munchie comes in and he's like, I'm ready to fight. And he's got his little knife, and he's all ready to go. And then Et pops out of nowhere, headbutts him because you know he looks like a, he's like spring action because he's in sure, turd mode. Right, right. And then he stabs Munchie right in the throat. Mm. <laughs> That's what I see happening.
2: All right. Well, ugh. man, this is a this is a tough draw to be the decision breaker on. Like when he's
1: hiding, is he hiding in the stuffed animals? And he causes a distraction by activating Teddy Ruxpin. So Munchie stabs Teddy Ruxpin, and it was just a Led Zeppelin tape. <laughs> that's not st-
2: number three. That's the good one.
1: <laughs> yeah. Zep, Zep 3 is awesome. <laughs> it's, not as, it's only awesome when you play it out of Teddy Ruxpin.
2: Okay, so here's the deal Munchie's a fucking crazy bastard. And even though the rules specifically state that it's a knife fight, he's essentially the Beyonder from the Mar- Marvel comics and he can make his own rules so i think he brings in some reeses and a pizza to distract et and that dumb little bastard is just going to be like eh, because he loves food so fucking much i guess god damn it spielberg movie sucks um and so much he just stabs him right in the back no no honor no nothing just backstabbing right in the heart et's dead government couldn't do it save this elliot and I burn your house down too. That's Munchie.
1: And then heads back to check out some more of Jim Winerzky's fake band.
2: Right. Absolutely. That's how I see it going. So Munchie wins mm. two to one.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. I will not dispute it. Uh.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I would mind it if they both died, though. Like, if that was possible, if they could just kill each other.
1: I think that's one of the key ingredients with Munchie winning, is he's too fucking annoying to die. Yeah. That's like what the movie says. Munchie, do you like him? No. Too bad he's too fucking annoying
2: to die. Oh, he also caused your parents to get a divorce, and he burned your fucking house down. Oh, also, Grandma's dead. She was inside the house. Sorry about that. Munchie! (laughs) Munchie! Sam, tell us about 976 Evil 2.
1: The Astral Factor. Beep, 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 beep. That's the subtitle. Robert Englund's 1989 film 976 Evil was as critically lambasted as any film has ever been. To this day, it only holds a 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yikes. The same year of its short theatric run, the VHS and Laserdisc releases were uncut and uh, contained previously unseen footage. Hmm. I can only assume... That the response to this wilder version is what caused Cinetel Films to commission the 1992 follow up, 976 Evil 2, The Astral Factor.
0: Pew, pew, pew. pew, pew. Astral does not sound good. <laughs> Astral Glide.
2: Hmm.
1: Astral Glide? Is that like some metaphysical lube for mm-hmm. your.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It's when you want to. Uh... It's when the Cancer
1: and the Pisces are. Getting the fire sign going. I think. I don't know. Is astral projection? It has nothing to do with astronomy or astrology. uh, No. It
2: means asshole glide.
1: No. Well, like there's Doctor Strange can astral project. That's correct. Yeah.
2: It's just another like the spirit universe, I I, think, is astral plane.
1: Well, as a side note, the DVD and streaming versions of 976 Evil are the theatrical cut. The original home release was the only uncut or extended cut, but since it was Laserdisc, there's probably a uh, good bootleg out there on the internet if anybody's looking for it. Hmm. If Wilder was what they wanted, then they really brought in a ringer. That ringer is one Jim Winerski, and this is Jim's first Jimmy official...
2: Wiener. Jimmy ringer. Yes, uh, this is Jim Winerski's first official on Stinker Madness as an episode.
1: As an episode. We've talked about some of his movies as streaming do's or don'ts. Correct. Jim claims they threw him out of film school for not having vision. This would cause him to seek out Roger Corman. He admits his first picture for Corman didn't go swimmingly. Apparently, Roger hated Lost Empire, though the two of them could agree that he put the camera in some interesting places and the girls were pretty.
2: <laughs> put them in the interesting places.
1: Yeah, that's what he says. That's his mm-hmm. his review of. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Points it at one thing. I would say Jim Wynerski does have vision. It's called booby vision. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: When combined with Winnerski getting it done speedily and with minimal cost, he was allowed to return for Chopping Mall. However, not without some tutelage. Corman took Winersky to a three-hour lunch where he gave him some pointers. J.W. claims to have the notes from that lunch to this day on a yellow legal pad. Hmm. And that he learned more at that lunch than he did in film school. Nice. The rest, as we say, is history. A history chock full of boobs.
2: So many boobies.
1: Speaking of boobs, it's difficult to ascertain who's actually in this movie. There are very conflicting reports from every site that you can go to as to the cast of this film, Uh other than a couple of people. I will assume a great deal of the cast will possess boobs. I am not sure whose boobs they are, but I'm eager to find out. By all accounts, Brigitte Nielsen is in this movie, which excites 1985 Sylvester Stallone and only him. (laughs) (laughs) Consensus also maintains that Philip McKeon's role... He is in this movie, and that excites Philip McKeon. (laughs) Former USA finalist Debbie James is most likely in this, and that may excite me. Jury out until the shirt comes off.
2: Yeah. Are you sure it does come off? (laughs) Probably not. Probably not.
1: Monique Gabrielle may or may not be in this movie. She is a significant figure in the world of stinker madness, as she is the woman who caused me to come up with the term smuggler. Those dedicated listeners will know. When the boobs come out and they are a great deal larger than when physically fit inside the shirt they just came out of, why then you have a smuggler. Monet Gabriel is the origin of the species. I, I don't know if she's in it. One of three says that she's in here. Oh, that's,
2: that's a little odd. And
1: if you want to see, which it's probably Deathstalker 2 is going to come up. Oh, I'm it'll, sure. It'll come up. Yeah. That's the one that I was like, wait, those were in there? Mm-hmm. How does that work? <laughs> Hello. And speaking of keep an eye out for boobs, keep an eye out also for Buckflower. Buckflower, Buck Flower. Buck Flower!
2: TV's Buck Flower! He's
1: in this. Who's Buck Flower? George Buck Every time. Do I think that this is like the sixth keep an eye out for Buck Flower? <laughs> like, who's that guy? And then we watch the movie. I'm like, it's Buck Flower. Like, oh yeah, I've seen that guy. Uh. So the guy that watches the TV and they live, and then at the end comes back as sort of like a gentlemanly character and explains to them how the aliens are going to be nice and. This is, it's better to sign on with him that's buck flower okay and probably his most significant role yeah. that i can think of
2: yeah all right
1: also uh let's get a boob count going on this thing
2: okay all right official boob count are we counting pairs pairs of boobs right not individual breasts
1: no just well either or it doesn't really
2: matter okay but so one woman g- topless equals one count right? unless
1: there's some screwy total recall situation that happens Three
2: boobs. Oh, like a three boob? Yeah. So that's a 1.5 if it's a three boob. Sure. Okay.
1: The math will all work out in the end,
2: I'm sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, if they have a three boob in there and they show it more than once, we're good.
2: The answer is many. Yes. I hope. Maybe. You never know with you never Jim Wernerski. No. Early on, I didn't. I mean, I didn't. Munchy, Munchy does not have any boobs in it. <laughs> no.
1: Uh, actually, his last, his most recent picture, because I should also mention I didn't say this, uh, he just busted 100 on directorial credits. Two nice. of those. Are episodes of television show, but so his next two movies will, he will actually have made his 100th film sometime next year, I'm guessing, because he's already done three this year. He did two last year and four of the year before that. And his most recent picture is a children's movie oh, about uh,
2: Nessie. Maybe he can tell his mom about that one. Probably. Because he doesn't tell his mom what he normally makes. booby movies. booby movies. <laughs> Ladies in bathtubs covered in chocolate syrup that are drunk
1: uh, he just has a sixth sense of when to do something <laughs> yeah because we we're watching that movie i don't even remember what it was it was like man this is getting boring all of a sudden like are they putting chocolate sauce on their boobs in a bathtub are those girls drunk they look really drunk you're like oh nope. i like this movie <laughs> i
2: can't even tell you what movie that was <laughs> anyways uh the movie i don't think it's on streaming we've got it on dvd it's in a 10 pack with like nine other decent pretty solid yeah. stuff uh i think class of uh, 1999's in it uh some other stuff, some Mark Lester' things. and
1: uh... I don't know who put the DVD out, but I know that Cinatel became live, became artisan, got bought by Lionsgate. Mm. So, okay. yeah.
2: Well, there you go. There's your uh, episode of not full episode. Don't know where I'm going with that. Uh, come back to us on Monday. And in the meantime, get to the chopper. Fans of Stinker Madness, iTunes thinks you don't like us. What? How is that possible? Well, it's because you haven't given us a review yet. Go to Stinker Madness on iTunes and take just a couple seconds to rate and review us there. While you're at it, hit up Stitcher.com as well. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at forward slash Sticker Madness. And email us at talk at StickerMadness.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening and get to the chopper.